At $200, a Super Nintendo setup costs twice as much as the old system. For the money, the company promises better pictures, sound, and adventure. Now you're playing with power, super power. You're the king, I tell you! You're king! Only for Super NES. Listening to the SNES podcast with your host, Soul Blazer. Hello, everybody. This is Super NES Podcast, episode number 212 at this time. Uh, these are your hosts, as always. I am Greg. He is Joe. Hello. And we are covering today uh, a bunch of games, actually. We're doing another, like, fighting game special, uh, you know, following up on what we did with Street Fighter uh, last year. Uh, we're going to be dedicating this episode to talking about the Super NES ports of the, uh, ports of the Mortal Kombat game, uh, which was four of them that came out of the Sus 2, 3, and Ultimate. So, um, Joe is the bigger, so Joe is the bigger fighting fan here, and also, um, I'm also the one who knows more about Mortal Kombat than I do, so I, but like, even though I do, like, even though I did research, I'm sure I'm going to be, uh, impressed, you know, and or learn things as we go through this episode. <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, so um, I so I yeah, so I do like fighting games. Most of my time playing Mortal Kombat games with bugs in the arcades. Um, I did play I did um, I did play one of Super NES one back in the day, and I also played uh, three a little bit back in the day as well. Um, so for two of these games, I never had played for the, before the podcast and the, uh, podcast like two games. Uh, I, um, you I not touched for very very long. So. Um, Joe, you had a Genesis growing up, so I imagine that this is probably your first time playing the Super NES version, the first version like, of all four of these games, correct? Yes. So, uh, actually, my buddy Corey had uh, Mortal Kombat 1 on the Super NES. Okay, all right. And uh, I used to make fun of him, but we'll get into that. Um, and then he was able to make fun of me every year after that with the, <laughs> uh, with the uh, the sequels. But, yeah. Um, and also, like, really weird thing. So... Um, I've told the story before about I got my Genesis and for the Hanukkah that year, I ended up getting Mortal Kombat 2. So that was like one of the first games I got along with Sonic 1 and 2. Um, Mortal Kombat 1 for me um, was every Friday we'd go food shopping. And uh, at the time, my parents were going to Sam's Club because obviously with a big family, it's easier to feed everybody going to Sam's Club. Right. Uh, so we would not. Uh, me, me and my sisters uh, would generally not go with my parents and stick with them the entire time. We would actually run off and they would have TV set up and they would have Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis because they're selling all that stuff. And around the time of Mortal Kombat, uh, the original, they had um, the Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis version right next to each other. Hmm, interesting. And okay. It, it was very interesting. Um, needless to say, obviously, I played the Genesis one like crazy. That's actually what made my decision to ask for a Genesis for Christmas that year. <laughs> right. Um, in, leading to, obviously, Mortal Kombat 2 and that whole thing for Hanukkah. But, yeah, so, like, I, I mean, I never actually owned the Genesis version of Mortal Kombat because I already had Mortal Kombat 2. Why would I go backwards? Um, later on in life collecting and whatnot i did end up picking mortal kombat one up and i really enjoyed it but yeah we'll get into the super nintendo versions and my thoughts there <laughs> okay cool 
Um, all right. Um, well, so basically, uh, yeah, so uh, it's also, um, you know, so we've been talking about doing this episode like for a while, but we figured that in the timing for, the, for this is probably pretty good because, just, um, you know, uh, since they've announced uh, the reboot to Mortal Kombat uh, and the trailer and everything else is out for it. Um, like this just called Mortal Kombat, right? This whole numbering, this whole numbering scheme that they're, that they're yeah. using for this is confusing. Confusing is all hack, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. So uh, yeah, this is definitely this is definitely a long running franchise by this point. So um, there are numerous uh, podcasts, histories, whatever you can, whatever they can find out there in the Mortal Kombat series. So we're only going to cover that. They, uh, I cover that here in this episode, like a very like broad strokes, but basically. Um, Mortal Kombat was the brainchild of Ed Boon and John Tobias from Midway, who were charged with making a game to compete with um, uh, who were charged making a game to compete with Street Fighter Two, uh, like in the arcades. So, so they tried to do that while also trying to uh, improve upon the game in some ways. And they figured, well, the easy way to the, well, the easy way to make this game stand out is just to add in gratuitous amounts of violence. So. Um, and so, yeah, and it definitely worked. The violence factor for the Mortal Kombat is certainly what people remember these days about the games, even um, um, even like non-gamers, because Mortal Kombat and also its sequel really, also real, really, also really also sparked sparked major changes in video game history and the video game industry as a whole. Because because the controversy of the game generated, that's how the USB. Uh, sorry, uh, sorry, the ESRB. Actually, it's ESRB, Entertainment Software Rating Board. Yeah. So, um, you know that uh, th- that came about directly because of this game, Night Trap, uh, like you know, famous game. Um, uh, it also um, it also resulted like in bannings and also like uh, um, uh, um, and also like watered down home ports, which we get um, which we get covered here like very shortly, and you know, a whole bunch of other things. But you know, nowadays, what's in the games is kind of tame by modern standards. You know, like it definitely yeah. was. It, it definitely was eye opening for the early nineties. But you know, I remember. I think I told this story before. Um, I think I think I told this story before before the podcast. But uh, real quick, since it's yeah, real quick, since it's directly relevant. Um, I grew up in New Hampshire. There was an arcade uh, in the town I grew up. I grew up in that wasn't a big arcade. But they had a pretty good selection of like you know classic and all like, classic and also like new new games. Because it was like you know like the uh, I went there pretty. I went there pretty much like in the you know eighties. Um, you know, like the nineties. The nineties until I until I went to college. Uh, in 94, but, uh, you know, one day I happened to show up there and there's a crowd gathered around a machine and, um, the operator had just set up a Mortal Kombat machine, um, you know, you know, um, and he had been playing it for a couple of days before he, uh, before he, like, wheeled it out, to, uh, like, to the floor for everybody else to play, and so, um, you know, and, like, you know, we all had seen Street Fighter 2 by this point, so, like, so, like, so initially the fighting game just looked, just looked different, but then he also pulled off, uh, yeah, pull up a fatality to show that um, you show that all to us, mm-hmm. and, and everybody's jaws pretty much just like dropped to that point. But <laughs> so, and he left that game on free play that one day, that first day I was out there. That was like that was like that was like, and that was like your first hit of crack, like many of these kids. Yeah. But yeah. because I'm sure that machine, there, I remember there being several machines eventually came in, came in the arcade because of the popularity of it. It was like, um, you know, like that. You know, I always wanted to ask how much money those machines eventually, like eventually made, but I'm sure they more than like pay for themselves. Oh yeah, um, you know, Absolutely. as far as the quarter, you know, as far as the quarters went. So, um, do you remember your first? So, do you remember your first time seeing Mortal Kombat like in the arcades? Yeah. So I remember. Okay. So story time, people. Um, Chuck E. Cheese actually used to be a really cool place that was like cool for everybody, not just little kids. 
Um, so my first experience with Mortal Kombat was actually in a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> um, but it was great because, you know, it was one of those, like, we, we went, I can't remember the reason why we were there. I can't remember if it was a friend's birthday or it was just one of those things where, like, yeah. my parents were, you know, occasionally they would give in and be like, yeah, we'll go and give us 20 bucks and we'd, you know, make the most of it. Right. Um, but I remember, like, it it was one of those, I walked into the Chuck E. Cheese, was going up to the counter to get tokens, and all I heard, like, out of, like, the corner of the, the they turned up the cabinet, and all I heard was, come here, and that was it. And I was like, what was that? And then, of course, I found the Mortal Kombat machine. And by the time I got there, the guy was pulling off Scorpion's fatality. So he rips the mask off. He reveals the skeleton head. And he's breathing fire and burning the, the, the enemy. And I was just like, oh, my God. I was like, I have to play this. And it was 50 cents. <laughs> Or two tokens. Yeah, I think the one I played was thirty cents too. Uh, like yeah, that, so, so it was yeah. it was a bump up from most of the cabinets that they had in there, um, but well worth it. Well worth it. And I got my butt kicked. Um, yeah. Not only by you know other people who wanted to play the game, but when it finally died down enough to where I could actually play the computer, the computer whooped my butt too. So, <laughs> uh, you know, my first experience was getting my butt handed to me, but um, that lit the spark, man. That lit it. And then, like, it was one of those, like, I never thought of it again because, you know, we'd go to the arcade, if we were lucky, once a year, maybe, you know, twice a year. So, like, I'm never going to see this game again, or so I thought, until we were at Sam's Club that one day, and there's Mortal Kombat for the Genesis. And, uh, yeah, I mean, for me, like, I was like, oh, my God, it's the arcade experience at home. Like, I don't know any better. Now I laugh at my younger self going like oh if only you knew kid but (laughs) well i mean like you know like we can start talking about the original the original mortal kombat here because it's a good segue i mean like you know again mortal kombat one is like what street fighter 2 is pretty much these days it's like it's a fine game still but it's been approved so much by the sequel that came with it so it's like um you know and maybe the home port of mortal kombat weren't quite as good as street fighter 2 was but still you know i always thought it was a um, but I just thought that in both Super NES Genesis, it was still a pretty good port like their arcade game. I mean, all things yeah. considered. So, um, so I think, and I, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty confident in this. I think Mortal Kombat, not only did it blow up because of, obviously, the reception and the blood mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. the changes that were made so that it wasn't like Street Fighter, but there was so much rumor around like on the playground about this game. oh yeah cheat codes like yeah, cheat codes yeah, that yeah, could yeah, be done yeah, yeah. uh the green ninja that would pop out um what the uh i mean it later became true but noob saibot was supposedly a Boone's character and, in the game yeah yeah Boone's um, have said that they were inspired by all the rumors like you know hey yeah um, you know, some stuff sounds like pretty good but Oh, let's include that, so. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, Mortal days, Kombat's been known for that now, you know, yeah, hitting yeah. characters and, like, yeah. different creepy, w- weird ways to And there were a ton them. of, yep, and there were a ton of cheat codes and, uh, and, and, and hidden secrets, and, like, all these home, home ports, too, which we'll, cover, yes. which we'll cover here at the end briefly. But, yeah, so, yeah, in those days before the Internet, you pretty much found out about video games, like, one of three ways. You, you like, read magazines, 
Argentina Power that covered them. Yep. Um, you you saw advertisements, whether it was like you know commercial, um, you know like back of the box and TV store, or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, or word of mouth. And that word of mouth uh, 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 um, uh, chain was huge because. Yeah. Unfortunately, it can be difficult sometimes to separate to separate the truth from the you know, truth from the fiction. But <laughs> right. um, but there were many many good good vowed codes and and, and whatnot. I, like when I remember getting those day twos, so it wasn't mm-hmm. all bad. But so and it um, and it and it took a while for the home ports to come out too. I I um, you know I hadn't realized this. Um, um, I don't know what the delay was, but your arcade game came out in August in August nineteen ninety two. The home versions, the, the first home versions of the Super NES Genesis didn't come out until September 13th of like the following year. So, you know, it was like over a year later before the home port life on the camps. Yeah, I'm sure there was probably some difficulty porting the game over and still being truthful to what the arcade game was. Sure, sure. Yeah. Clearly, that was what their attempt was with the, both the Genesis and uh, Super Nintendo game. So, um, before and- we can... Sorry. Well, I was going to say, and also, like, the marketing campaign, like, Mortal Monday, like, yes, I st- yeah. those commercials still echo in my brains occasionally, where it's just yeah. that kid yelling, Mortal Kombat, and there's a bunch of people running in the streets, like, it was an event, and they made that an event for every sequel as well. It was um, also highly unusual... Yeah, it's also highly unusual because, like, video games for a long time, video games follow the uh, video games follow this pattern that uh, the music had already established, like, in having these dates on Tuesdays. Right. So, for a game to come out on Monday was very different as yes. well, too. So, but, but uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, before we get into the specifics, specifics about the console ports, let's talk about Mortal Kombat One uh, in itself because it's like um, I was talking to a friend uh, about the games this weekend, and he actually, I um, mean, um, he actually doesn't like Mortal Kombat all that much. Um, you know, there are people out there who think, I think Mortal Kombat is still like a, at least the older games were still pay limitations, pay like Street Fighter and what it right. did. So, um, and you know, his main complaints, on uh, main complaints, like the fact is that the, he thought the gameplay wasn't as solid and the controls were more stiffer because it's like he felt the violence factor, while great. Um, made up for like what was otherwise uh, a, a, a poor a poor fighting game than what Street Fighter offered. So it was interesting, interesting to hear take up, um, upon it. Um, I like Mortal Kombat as much Street Fighter, pretty much, pretty much. I still think the two games, the two, sorry, the two franchises offer offer enough visitors differences uh, that you know they're both like you know fun games. It's like yeah. he was also talking about how the characters he characters he felt were more unique in Street Fighter than they were like Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Pretty much fatalities are pretty much the biggest. And again, we're talking strictly about the first game here. I know many things were freed upon in the sequel. Um, with the original game, the fatalities are really pretty much the only unique thing that the characters had. Um, you know, and the roster wasn't as deep as Street Fighter was because the original game only had like uh, seven fighters to pick from, I think. Yep. Um, yep. So, uh, you know, Johnny Cage, Kano, Liu Kang, Raiden, Scorpion, Sonic Blade, and Sub Zero. So. Um, yeah, I mean, like, you know, I don't fully agree with his points, but I can see where he's coming from. You know, it does, um, you know, um, like, if you strip away the violence and put Mortal Kombat 1 against Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 2, I think, is fundamentally, like, fundamentally the better fighter, uh, the better fighting game. Like, no final question about it. You know, I yeah. realize, um, you know, I realize that may be a controversial take, but that's how I, um, that's how I always, like, thought about it. No, absolutely. Actually, you know what? Um, I actually agree with your friend. Um, in all honesty, the first Mortal Kombat game is stiff. Um, I, 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 they are very much alike. 
Um, yeah, they have a couple special moves that separate them, but like everybody, almost every single character has a projectile. Yes. So it's like they kind of played the same. The fatalities are really the only thing that separate them. And you know what? This was the first of, of what would become a franchise. Sure. Um, yeah, so yeah, you yeah. know what? Like, yes, it is stiff. It still plays stiff today. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> if you go back to it. But you know what? Um, still, like, as a kid, you know, I'm like 12 years old when this, you know, game comes out to the, you know, consoles. So it's like, for me, like, the violence was everything. Yes. Um, you know, and like Street Fighter 2 is cool and I loved it but Mortal Kombat had blood and yes, it had yeah. the cool fatalities like where else could you like rip your buddy's head off yeah. with his <laughs> spine hanging and everything else um and like Liu Kang was really the only one who had like a crap fatality where he just did like a cartwheel kick and you know Oh yeah, I remember that now. Yep, yeah, okay, yep, like yep, and then yep. that's all he did. Um, and it was cool to do on the pit fatality because as long as you did any sort of uppercut that would get your guy, uh, your opponent airborne, they would of course fall down into the pit. And the pit was like the most beautiful thing that they they made for this first game. Yes, but uh, yeah. So I, I I do agree with your friend. Um, and I I do feel those points are valid, but uh, definitely not for going forward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, and to be fair, besides the fatality, there are a couple other things that Mortal Kombat did differently than Street Fighter, for example. Uh, Mortal Kombat, for example, is the first fighting game to introduce, play, introduce the idea of juggling. It would be just like knocking an opponent into your air mm -hmm. and falling off a combination of attacks while you're still airborne defenseless. You know, that was, you know, that became a very popular idea that other games copied off. Yeah. So, um, also, uh, Mortal Kombat, uh, Mortal, Mortal, Kombat had a, uh, Mortal Kombat uses a dedicated block button. And this is controversial, but I've always preferred a dedicated block button myself personally because it's Agreed. like easier, you know, um, easier to block, I, mm -hmm. I think. But and also, and also, you take damage while blocking, which, um, which I think is also like fairer. You know, I yeah. think like you know, like um, so, like so, at least you're doing something, even though you're not getting the full impact of your attack. Right. So uh, something else also I noticed, and this is. This is more obvious in the arcade version, which had joystick, as opposed to the home versions, which usually. But um, there's not many, there's not many, there's not many moves in this game that require circular joystick movement, which I think makes nope. which I think makes the moves to combos easier to pull off in this game. Just Kano. Kano's the only one, and yeah, you would yeah. you know rotate the controller clockwise yeah. or counterclockwise to do a spin attack. But yeah, that's it. Everybody I, I, else. I, I, yeah, I always had a hard time pulling those off. In, yeah, like in the game series. So, like the fact this game doesn't use that too often, I think is a blessing <laughs> to me at least. So, um, so yeah, so you know there are a couple of things that this game does, um, you know, does do differently and or brought to the table. So, um, you know, even though it's designed to compete more, like uh, two. You know, and, and again, like you just said, they, they improved upon those things in later games. Yeah. So, um, the plot for the game is pretty basic. It's bare bones. It's kind of, I, I do admire Mortal Kombat, at least for pretty much sticking to the same story idea over, um, uh, um, you know, uh, um, the over the entire franchise. Yeah. I mean, like, there are some differences in, in updates and whatnot, but basically the story now is roughly shows the same story that, that they introduced like 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're basically you're basically selected to represent Earth like in a um, uh, like an intergalactic uh, tournament, um, and just like you know, it's just like whoever comes out on top wins, pretty much. So yep. you know, obviously the idea has been embellished upon, expanded upon over the years, but that's pretty much the story for it. So um, 
The graphics in this game I thought were very, very good. I mean, like, you know, Street Fighter 2 has nice graphics too, but I thought also, you know, but the, uh, but the, graf the graphics of this game I thought were always like much better. You know, like, uh, on, you know, very sharp, clear details, nice, you know, nice large sprites, uh, you know, you know, like good detailed backgrounds, like, you know, very nice graphics. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> the, that's one of the things I loved about this game is that, like, the, the backgrounds are really fleshed out. Yes. So, and they use digitized graphics, which is mm -hmm. what makes it great. So, like, you can find I, on YouTube, like, for example, like the original, the original, the original cut takes of the, uh, on yeah. the actors doing their, yeah. you know, doing their stuff and flare boost for the blue screens. It's pretty fun to watch. So, yeah. So, like, I, I loved Street Fighter's uh, stages. You know, they were very detailed and there's always something going on and whatnot. But, like, Mortal Kombat, um, prime example when you're in like the uh the courtyard and shang Tsung is sitting on his throne and he's watching the fight like he actually moves his head as you're moving across the screen and then yes. of course you know after the fight's over he claps and the whole arena claps like it's just little things like that that just made it that much different and it, yeah it was great the way the presentations of me I never paid much attention to the game's music and sound effects before in the past because, of course, you're just you're still busy doing other things uh, like we're playing, especially right. if you're not very good at the game. But uh, listening to it again, the music, um, uh, the music's pretty good. I, I mean, it's nothing like amazing. I think Street Fighter Two has better music overall, but uh, it's very fitting with the overall theme of the game. Uh, and the yep. sound effects are gorgeous. I'm mean, yep. you know, like very. I mean, like I mean, I mean, like the fatalities. They sound like fatalities. Yeah, they're really rich, deep sounds. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, it's got that for that going forward too. For sure. Uh, a couple of things about the game I just wanted to mention here real quick that I thought were kind of unique uh, or um, uh, uh, and are different. In single player mode, you also you also you also have a mirror match where you have, like fight against yourself. Um, I always like games that do that because like you know it's always kind of fun yeah. playing against an AI with your, with your character basically trying to see trying to see how he can be used against you that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So you know I do like that. Um, and the game also copied Street Fighter 2 and had like a mini game, uh, like available, like available through the game. Uh, yep. this one just has, uh, blocks of various materials to punch, to punch, to punch instead. So test your might until you reach, I think diamond is the last one that you would have yeah. to do. Um, yeah, uh, I guess it was a very popular, uh, 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 popular because the games removed in the sequel. I mean, um, and we didn't see the game for a long time. Um, but you know, but it just kind of breaks the, um, you know, but it just, um, but I like having mini games again. Like I, I, uh, I just yeah. found like you know side beats. Yeah. Um, obviously, because how successful Mortal Kombat was, it was ported to almost everything uh, available, like available time <laughs> period. So, um, like I said before, Genesis, Super NES, Super NES, uh, Game Gear, Game Boy, uh, and Master System and PAL markets only uh, all got the um, uh, 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 all got home ports of the game in September 1993. As a side note here, uh, the Game Gear version is pretty good, I thought actually. I mean, like you know, obviously it's wore down some, but you know, it, but you know, for what it is, it's not bad. Uh, it's the Game Boy version, the Game Boy version, <laughs> the game, the Game Boy version, unfortunately, is just like I mean, they tried. That's yeah. the best I can say about it, but it's like it's so wore down and weak system, but. Um, the, the the second match system version of the game is very good though I thought actually um, you know I played it for the first time for first time last weekend I'm like pleasantly surprised by it like it's very good so um, there was a um, you know you know there was also one of those like you know cheap little tiger electronic uh, knockoffs for the game as well too <laughs> of course um, um, 1994 saw the game ported to DOS uh, which was a decent version of the game Sega Sega CD that was a good version of the game I thought. Um, 
you know, uh, um, Amiga. And then, um, so then like more later years, uh, it, uh, the, the, the games reported all the, the games reported like all the modern consoles. It's currently available on Steam, um, and also Arcade went up. Also, the Mortal Kombat uh, release containing most of the most of the early Mortal Kombat games on it, which is still available for sale too these days. Yep. So, um, still, um, still needs a game to yes, yes, still needs a game like to buy and play. Today. So, um, whether or not you do or not, I think depends upon depends upon your tolerance for this game. Because as Joe and I were just saying, Black Street Fire Two. This game is, I think at least, Joe, maybe disagree with me, I think at least this game is still fine to play, but the sequels have just done things so much better than this game is. I mean, like, it's perfectly, two-player mode, I think this game should be, like, fun, you know, beating against another human, for sure, for sure, but, you know, single-player mode, it's fine, it's, it's a great benchmark, it's easy to see why the game was so popular, but right. it's like, just like, again, 30 years on, things, you know, things improved so much better in this genre, and, and especially in this franchise, that, that that's just like, it, it, I can't see anybody playing this playing this nowadays on uh, uh, like for more than like a match or two, to like you know, like nostalgia's sake. Yeah, I mean, look, what almost a year and a half, two years ago, when we went to the pinball uh, convention, like they had a Mortal Kombat machine. What did I, I tell that. you? Yep. The minute yep. I saw the Mortal Kombat machine, I was like, I have to play it. Before I played any pinball, I had to play <laughs> the Mortal Kombat machine. It's just, it's one of those things, like. The original Mortal Kombat, if I see it out in the wild, I got to play it. Um, but yeah, like it, it's like, for me, your analogy is perfect. Mortal Kombat 1 is just like Street Fighter 2 for me. It is wh where, for me, the roots start. Is it a good game? Yes. Is it hard or not really great to play now? Yes. But you know what? Super Street Fighter 2 and Mortal Kombat 2 are great sequels that make the first one almost null and void. Yeah. So I did not realize that there was a comic book also available like this game uh, to time uh, to time like the release game uh, like Home Systems, the Mortal Kombat Collector's Edition, which was only available for, like the mail order. Yes. Um, which you had to mail order through the information on the arcade cabinet. <laughs> Really? That's what I don't remember. Huh. Yeah. They had a soundtrack as well. Um, I okay, actually, all right. In recent years, I've collected the uh, original arcade soundtrack that was offered with the cabinet um, and the uh, Mortal Kombat Techno Mix CD that came out that blew up. Um, but I cannot get my hands on the comic because it is considered the first appearance of all these fighters and therefore worth a couple hundred dollars <laughs> have you read it at all at least like i, I have read like it digitally a... yes no, i yeah. mean it, it does a good good job of going into more detail of the lore because okay. yeah. you know the arcade machine tells you what what you're fighting for why right. you've yeah. been chosen that sort of thing but the comic book fleshes out each individual character and moves forward for you know what is to come for mortal kombat 2 mm -hmm. okay cool uh, yeah um, oh, I, oh, I should also mention here real quick. This is, this, uh, this is, this is curious to me. Uh, all these home versions of the game got both North American and European releases. Mortal Kombat was never officially, was never officially released in Japan, but, uh, but Taito did license the rights to publish the arcade game, uh, in Japan. Uh, huh. uh, uh, uh because, because, because Taito, Taito was the one who brought over many of Midway's North American arcade games to Japan. Right. So it's just, uh, but one of them. So, huh. um, 
I don't know how well it did in Japan. I couldn't find like about that, but you know, like probably probably not as well as like as in the West. I, you know, I think like this has changed. This is, this has changed in more recent years. I think. I think like back then, fighting games really weren't that big in Japan. But yeah, um, you know, nowadays nowadays I nowadays I know there's like very big like you know like fan group over there for mm-hmm. um uh, for fighting stuff like this. So um so um so so. Okay, so let's talk about the infamous the infamous Super NES versus Genesis comparison of the game because I think everybody who listens to the podcast probably knows about that. Yeah. Um, Nintendo wanted the wanted, Nintendo wanted the game on the system obviously because how popular it was, but they still were trying to maintain their family friendly image at the time period. So, yeah. um, but so they forced, I, uh, uh, so um, so like you know the fatalities were all changed, which were all changed to less violent finishing moves, and prob- probably the example everybody knows, the blood was replaced by sweat. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, the Genesis version of the game uh, by default also uh, also used sweat. Uh, however, however there was a code you could enter, which I think everybody probably knew. Abacadabra. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, um, which was not the Albuca referenced by Genesis, by the way. Yeah. Uh, um, so uh, that that code put in did destroy the blood. There was, however, a uh, um, um, there was, however, uh, a uh, um, uh, a game genie code for the Super NES version of the game, which you used to put to change to change the blood to uh, to change the sweat to red, so it yeah. looked like blood. So you could make it. Very close to Genesis, Genesis version, at least that way. The Super Nintendo version was still lacking the fatalities that the Genesis, the Genesis one had. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, because of this, the Genesis version of the game sold better. I mean, yes. the Super Nintendo version still sold very well, but the Genesis, the Genesis version of the game clearly outsold the version of the game. And Nintendo, to credit, learned their lesson. Uh, all future versions of the game on their system, starting Mortal Kombat 2, were fully intact with all the, like, all the fatalities and blood yeah. present in it. Now, having said that, I've always felt that the Super NES version of the game fundamentally was a better game than the Genesis version of the game because it had better graphics, better sound, uh, better sound, uh, better sound. And I also thought that the um, I-, I always felt personally that the controls were tighter in the Super NES version of the game. I've talked to some people since then who disagree with me about that. Who feel like about the controls that the controls of that version of the game like more sloppy. Um, maybe maybe it's like you know Atlas versus Origins depending. To, Difference upon what you're used to playing this mm. this coming to the game or whatnot, but I always felt the Super NES version of the game handled better, and that's still kind of a. And again, if you look online, you'll see like you see totally like as you like as you like as you two totally different schools of thought as, as far as that goes. So I guess it all depends upon your fighting game experience and whatnot. It's very interesting. It's very interesting that 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 that, that would have such a wide diverging opinion, but it is what it is, I guess. So. Um, Having played, so having played Super NES version of the game for the first time to for the first time to compare it, Joe, like what do you think? So from what I can remember from the Genesis version, um, obviously that was the version to get because it had the code so you can get blood and whatnot. You didn't have yes, to need the yeah. game genie, which was nice. Um, that being said, I mean you're right. I mean the Super Nintendo was slightly better with the sound, and it was slightly better with the graphics. But the, here's the thing. So, if you put them up next to each other, for me, the Genesis sounds clearer and the graphics look a little bit clearer than what they do on Super Nintendo. And that's not a knock on the Super Nintendo. I just think that that's kind of Nintendo's fault for kind of being very demanding and being like, take the blood out. I think they put more effort into the Genesis port than they did the Super Nintendo. 
I they might be have. wrong. I mean, like, yeah, but yeah, they that, could that, have. that is my thought process, and it and it shows, you know, like you just like you stated, like sales were not great for the Super Nintendo version. Um, did it do poorly? Absolutely not, because it's Mortal Kombat, and it was a phenomenon at the time. Um, that being said, I do feel the Genesis is just slightly better. And you know what? We'll take the first victory because we lost the next three wars. <laughs> <laughs> right. So anyway, yeah. So with that, that's a good segue to go over like Mortal Kombat two. So uh, obviously, obviously, when the game was so popular that a sequel was, of course, immediately demanded. Um, and so, like Midway published, like published a Mortal Kombat. Right about the same time that the original, the original game was only showing up like in consoles. On November nineteen eighty three, yeah. Mortal Kombat two came out like in arcades. So. Um, and again, there was a pretty sizable delay before the game got ported to consoles. So, um, Mortal Kombat 2, I played some in the arcades. I didn't, um, you know, I did not play the game as much as I did Mortal Kombat, mostly just because I was in college by this point. Mm. Um, well, no, sorry, I, I, not yet. You know, I was still in high school, but, you know, I, I did play the game some, but I just never played it as much for whatever. Um, you know, obviously, obviously there were a bunch of changes improvements by me to this game. Yes. Um, you know. Uh, the combat system was made more robust. The uh, um, you know, like a crouching punch, um, you know, low and high kicks being different, um, you know, uppercuts being added, that kind of stuff. Um, there's also there's also there's also new special moves. Uh, most noticeably, the gameplay is almost twice as fast like the original. Yeah. And like you know, you don't know it at first. If you play Mortal Kombat one and then two, you're like, oh my god, what a difference! Yep. As far as the game's it's huge, but. Um, so uh, there's obviously there's obviously there's obviously like a there's obviously there's obviously like a bigger roster, uh, you know, twelve playable characters this time around. Um, using sound or enhanced a little bit, I think. I think like over the original game, mm-hmm. um, it uses but like, uses the same engine uh, engine as the original game, so the graphics still look still pretty much the same. Yep. Um, they also they also they also introduced additional tauties, um onto the game. You have like babauties. Yep. Turn your opponent into a baby. Friendships, which is more of like a, a non-violent uh, encounter, and stage stage specific fatalities yep. uh, that you can only do pull off pull off. You're doing like certain moves, certain stage, uh, like a what? And also, finally, last but not least, the arcade version also contains the arcade version also the arcade version also 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 had hit into it uh, a version of Pong that you could play too. You yeah, you could access it. So that was uh, so that was. So, was like, so yeah, so Easter, all Easter eggs that were rumored to be in the first game, a lot of them, a lot of did end up showing up in this game in the sequel, which is kind of funny, but because you know, like Ed Boon, John Tobias realized how much how much I was probably like driving sales. So like, okay, yeah, they'll add it onto those. those yeah, those, absolutely. Official, so. <laughs> and and I love that. Um, you know, obviously there's certain criteria you have to meet, but there are three hitting characters that you can encounter which is one thing we didn't uh mention in the first game is yeah. that uh you can end up fighting uh reptile at the bottom of the pit at, if you make the right combination of buttons and whatnot at the right time um for right. mortal kombat 2 we were introduced to jade um which is just a palette swap for katana and melina um noob saibot who was rumored in the first game which is why they put him in this game and he's just kind of a swap for the um the ninjas and then smoke uh who also is just a gray ninja um but noob i if i remember correctly noob could pretty much use everybody's uh special moves and whatnot when you uh fight him but smoke strictly sticks to just uh, Scorpion and Sub Zeros. 
Mm, yeah. But um, actually, actually kind of funny, just a side note, uh, you know, like, uh, both Ed Boon and John Tobias have done numerous interviews over the years talking about their games and what, but it's like, it's also kind of funny to read it. Um, it's like, their original idea, like, Ed Boon wanted to do a Star Wars game after he's finished with Mortal Kombat. And yeah. it's like, he's, uh, like, the manager, his manager Kingdom was like, what are you guys smoking? Of course you're not doing that. He's like, you're doing them like, you're doing them like Mortal Kombat sequels. Like, okay, so they followed orders and like, and looking back at it, uh, um, and so looking back at it, it's like, you know, it, it never, it never crossed our minds like do a sequel to the game. You know, like even though it was like very popular, but it's like, you know, of course the hindsight's obvious, but it's right. like, it's, it, but, 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 yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's kind of funny. It's funny. It's, it's funny. But it's also, it's also, it's also reflective of the fact of like how like game developers sometimes think about things. It's mm-hmm. like you know, you go on to the next biggest and best thing. It's like you know, you know, the idea of a sequel never, uh, um, the sequel never like crossed their mind. Uh, uh, like they're basically forced to do it. So, right. um, you know, you know that is interesting, of course. So yeah, so Mortal Kombat 2, I think, obviously, obviously, I think Mortal Kombat 2 is a better game. I think, I, um, so I think everybody out there will agree with me on that. I, I don't think it's a con. So <laughs> no, um, I was gonna say uh, this is by far my favorite period end of story. <laughs> really? Okay. Yep. Because I actually feel that Mortal Kombat 3 was better. But, oh, okay. Um, but but yeah, but but having said that, this is still like a very fun game. Um, again, I think it's games. Um, again, I think this game is hard to go back to now in twenty, uh, like twenty twenty three. But again, I don't think it's so much the fault of the game itself, but just like again, things have really evolved and moved on since that point. Right. But um, you know, I think Mortal Kombat Two holds up a bit better than the game for sure. But because they're still trying, you know, because they're sort of like you know, like tweaking things. Um, it, I, I I thought Mortal Kombat Two was a bit easier to play because combos were a bit, um, uh, you know, like a bit easier to pull off for sure. So yeah. you know that that as well as the other changes changed made to the game. You know, I you know I'm not very good at fighting games, so I felt, <laughs> but still I felt that Mortal Kombat Two, Mortal Kombat One was was not that hard to pick up and play. Mortal Kombat Two, I, I think, improved upon that to make it more newbie friendly in a sense. Yes. So, like I said, I was appreciative of that, of course. Um, so uh, the first the first home versions of the game were, of course, Super NES and, and Gen- uh, uh, Super NES Gen- Genesis. The Game Gear version also came at the same point. That came out September nineteen ninety four, almost a year after the arcade game came out. Uh, this, that's followed later on by Game Boy, Amiga, Master System, and your Europe Only, through to X, DOS, Saturn, PlayStation, um, uh, PlayStation ports of the game, and also the game still available on modern consoles, uh, consoles and the arcade one-up collection, as I already mentioned previously. Um, out of the home versions of the game, I think the PlayStation, PlayStation version is very good, but the PlayStation version was only available in Japan only for some reason. So, yeah, uh, as far as that's, everyone, as far that's as, the, the most arcade accurate, though. Yes, yep. As far as the ones we got here, the the, the here the thirty two X version I think is very good. Um, you know, it's very uh, the extra the, the extra processing power of the thirty two X really helps. I think the game goes. Yeah. So, so later on in life, I had uh, well, not later on in life. It's like you know, obviously the next console generation. Um, I moved on to the Sega Saturn, so I had Mortal Kombat two for the Sega Saturn. Um, and outside of loading times for Shang Tsung, uh, very very good. Uh, port of the arcade for sure. So, like, so, like, so, like, so, have you played the Genesis, the Genesis version, of, the Genesis version of this game? Of course, I did. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. Um, so, what do you think? What do you think about the Genesis, the Genesis for Genesis version, first Super NES version of the game this time around? I, I'm thinking Nintendo slipped them a bit of money to uh, make this game <laughs> that much better on the Super Nintendo this time. Um, so. I don't hate the game because I mean it's it was really my first home arcade experience with Mortal Kombat sure. 2. 
Um, that being said, in hindsight, um, and today what I know, like I can tell you that the music isn't great. It's good for what the Genesis could produce, yeah. but uh, the Genesis has been known to not produce very good music. <laughs> um, and graphics can be sometimes muddy. Um, parallax scrolling was actually pretty good in this game. Like there's, um, uh, what stage is it? It's like the uh, portal. Yeah. The portal that stage there's like, you're like floating, um, almost. And there's something in the background. You can see clouds going by and everything. Pretty cool. Um, and they were able to pull that off. I mean, obviously in a limited way on the Sega Genesis. Um, but yeah, I'm, Hands down, my buddy had Mortal Kombat 2 for the Super Nintendo. Used to always go over his house to play it. It had yeah. all the uh, announcements. Um, when the guy got knocked into the pit, um, he would actually scream the whole way down, even though it did do that whole, like, boom, and then cut to him hitting the, the concrete on the bottom. Uh, blood, of course, splattering everywhere. In uh, the Sega Genesis version, he just gets uppercutted. And he just falls, and then yeah. you get a splat. Um, so I, I used to catch a lot of flack for uh, my Genesis version not being as good as uh, the Super Nintendo version. But you know what? Like, ride or die, yeah, man. Okay. Ride or die. That's what I had with my Genesis, so. <laughs> yeah, happy. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with you on most of that. Having said that, I, uh, um, having said all that, uh, you know, I, you know, I, I did play both versions to compare them. The Genesis version is not bad, but uh, by any means, it's yeah. like it's just, um, just, just like just this time, this time around, the Super NES version was stronger. And like, yeah. I, I think the reason for that is because at this time, the original, the original Mortal Kombat was ported in house uh, by team um, with both versions simultaneously. Mm -hmm. Whereas this version of the game, the um, you know uh, Midway slash Acclaim, the home version, the, the home company version of Midway, uh, farmed the uh, farmed the game out. Mm. So uh, Probe Entertainment did I did Genesis version of the game, where Sculpture Software uh, did the Super NES port. We heard some. Uh, you know, Sculpture Software has come before in the past on, yeah. on the podcast. Uh, they worked the um, you know they worked they worked the Super Star Wars games. They, they did the port of Doom to, to Super NES, um, you know, so like I think just the fact that um, you know I, I think just the fact that the game was the game was done by different companies is kind of the big the biggest difference for that. Yeah. So um, a couple of interesting notes about the Super NES version of the game: um, the uh, um, the ES, the SRB was still being organized organized at, at this point, so the Super NES version of the game has no formal rating on it. Uh, like I said, it's just a warning label, a warning label on the game box mm. uh, to provide to provide additional information that this that, that this is data, this is a mature game. So uh, the Japanese version, however, was censored, which I was surprised to hear about. Mm. Uh, there's green, uh, you know, there's green blood uh, used okay. uh, in that version of the game instead. So um, the, uh, certain brutalities also, certain brutalities, the screen also goes black and white as well too. Mm. Um, so uh, by the way. However, the Japanese did it. The Japanese did give did give this game a very cool, uh, a very cool like, subtitle as well. Uh, it translates to ultimate uh, ultimate godly fist. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the Japanese market. So, um, John Tobias himself has said that he thought the Super NES version of the uh, Super NES version of the Super Street Fighter of Mortal Kombat Two was probably the best arcade arcade home conversion conversion period on the system. Yeah. So. He definitely favors his work, um, you know, far and away. So, um, yeah. So yeah. So um, obviously, obviously, again, the game did very well. So of course, I did. Of course, I had to be like another one. 
Um, so Mortal Kombat 3 came out then, uh, shortly afterwards. Uh, 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 April, uh, uh, April 1995, like for its uh, uh, like release. And this time, um, you know, um, this time, on um, this time, there's much faster, uh, faster gap between the and the home version of the game instead. So. Um, with the, uh, the Genesis, PC, PlayStation, Super NES, uh, and Game Boy versions uh, uh, of the game all coming out in October 1995, with the Game Gear Master, Master System, like for Brazil only, uh, coming out, um, coming out later on, the, uh, coming out like later on that year. Mortal Kombat 3 again, um, um, again uh, tried to improve upon, like upon one and two did. Uh, there's a run button. That's one of the biggest changes changes the game, I think. Um, um, because they felt that the it, this was to address the complaint that the complaint the players had made in the previous that 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 they thought the advantage of the game to the defending player was too strong. So the run player was a way to try to try to like counteract that. There's also there's also chain combos that this game has. Um, a game called like Dao like Dao combo, uh, which are pretty fun to pull off. I think actually there's something very humorous too to look at too. So, yeah. Um, you also you also were able to adjust your difficulty, which is a nice touch. So, um, and you also uh, and, and for the first um, and for the first time, why it took them why it took them so long to, to, to I'm not sure, but for the first time, Mortal Kombat three, you're able you're able to interact with the stage uh, in this game as well too. Finally, uh, you know, being uppercut uh, uh, uppercut people like the ceilings, that kind of stuff. There's also there's also additional additional uh, fatalities, fatalities, and friendship moves um, uh, moves that are added. And, and there's also it's, there's also like hidden mode in this game called Combat Code. Um, you know, certain codes could be in the game. Uh, uh, 14 playable characters, so the roster was getting uh, um, expanded. And also additional, also additional, like additional. I thought the changes the, the changes this game made, particularly to, to, particularly with the addition of the run mode, being able to the being able to change change difficulty. That's why I favor this. Um, that's why I favor this version of the game the highest as far as the um, as far as the original arcade games went. So, uh, the game still did very, very well. Um, uh, um, I did get, uh, I, like, did get some criticism from players, though, that the, the changes, the changes that made game were too far. Um, and there was also complaints that some of the, um, complaints some, some of the popular characters in the past games that were not included here. <laughs> yeah, so you already said that you preferred Mortal Kombat 2. What yeah. about Mortal Kombat 3 kind of turns you off a little bit? So, one thing I just want to correct you on, um, stage fatalities, especially, uh, knocking people up into spikes with the uppercut that actually showed up in Mortal Kombat 2 um, okay. but the pit fatality um, which wasn't considered technically a stage fatality did show up in uh, 1 and then they expanded upon that with 2 and they really went overboard with this one because um, <laughs> they had the pit 3 uh, is literally what it's called um, the stage fatality is an uppercut into some rotating blades that cut you up um, then on top of that, you have a subway stage fatality where you uppercut your opponent. They land in front of a train and end up getting run down. And then oh, yeah, okay, yep, the yep. last one is the bell tower. And in the arcade, this one was always ridiculous to me. You, uh, get uppercutted and you fall through. It's like five or six floors, uh, until you hit the bottom. Um, it's just ridiculous. And that's really, that is the way I sum up Mortal Kombat 3. It is ridiculous. Is it a good game? Yes. But it is ridiculous. Uh, this was the first time they introduced um, Aminalities, uh, famously Liu Kang turning into a dragon. 
uh, to eat someone. Brutalities, where they would just do an endless combo. This was really the first game to introduce combos as a thing with the run button. Um, and it was satisfying when you were able to pull them off, but it was also very frustrating uh, when you play... This is where, like, someone who had played the game and really knew every aspect of the game would really rip you apart because they could start a combo and you could be finished before you can even get a hit in. Um, okay. Through the combat codes, uh, you could fight Noob Cybot, or, sorry, not fight, you would unlock Noob Cybot or Smoke. Um, either one could be opened up as playable characters. Um, and what, one of the things that uh, really pissed people off at the time, and, I mean, I'm, I'm one of them, other than the run button and the mechanics um, that they included, combos included, because combos were kind of a Street Fighter thing. So this was like, they're really trying to copy Street Fighter, was how was yeah. the, the mindset. But uh, Katana, Reptile, Scorpion, and Sub-Zero um, are technically nowhere in this game. They were just completely out. And I do say Sub-Zero because Sub-Zero is on the roster, but it's a different Sub-Zero. It's not the classic Ninja Sub-Zero that uh, we had in previous games. So, right, yeah. Um, and and you know what? I mean, ultimately, kind of skipping ahead a little bit, this is why they made Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, because they realized the error that they made. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's... I, I Now I can look back and say, okay, this is the evolution of the series. It makes sense, um, it's, but it's the same uh, animosity I felt like when Mortal Kombat 4 came out. Like, why did it have to go to 3D? Like, why can't it just be 2D side-scrolling? Like, why is it trying to be Tekken? Why is it trying to be Virtual Fighter? Like, it's not those, and it doesn't need to be those. But at the time, you know, they wanted to be on the edge of, uh, you know, cutting technology and also, you know, what was hip and cool at the time. And these, it checks all the boxes here. Sure. Oh, yep. it, uh, and one more thing. Sorry. Uh, this also is the one and only game that introduces mercies, uh, which was pretty cool. Uh, mercy. Oh, I remember those. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, if yeah, it, yeah. if it's a finish him, you could basically mash your buttons. And if you mashed them hard enough, um, you would actually get a second wind. Um, granted it was like one hit you're dead, but, you still had a chance if you, you know, were pretty close in a fight, you could get mercy mode activated and uh, be able to possibly win that match. So, yeah, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think all that's about, uh, about, I think like, you know, like, you know, you and I, you and I handle finding me differently. So I think that they're, I think that's why, you know, those are all, those are all, those are all perfectly sound arguments. And I think it's just like, you know, we look, we look at different things in our games. Right. So, you know, but, you know, I think that, you know, like, you know, I, I certainly can see where you're coming from as far as like, uh, as far as I went. Um, Ultimate, Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 was actually said by Ed Boon, uh, I'm sorry, like John Tobias, flagging uh, their interviews. Um, they were surprised at how fast that the, um, you know, that how fast this game got ported to consoles. Yeah. Uh, to be only like, to be compared to the first two games, there's only like a um, uh, five month difference between like the arcade version and the home version. So, and a lot of arcade owners were up, um, us arcade owners like were upset about that too, because, you know, obviously, 
you know, by then, consoles had gotten powerful enough that, you know, like, you really were getting very close to the arcade arcade experience. So, right. a lot of arcade owners had bought the game and bought the game like they were set. So, Ultimate, Ultimate, Ultimate was more done to appease arcade owners rather than, like, to right, appease anything right. that, that people had complained about at the time. Yeah, because you know, from they, what I understand, and maybe you can correct me on this, but from what I understand, Mortal Kombat 3, the reason the port came out so quickly was because... Apparently, Acclaim and Sony had basically made up a deal so that Mortal Kombat 3 was a launch game for the PlayStation. So this way, PlayStation yeah, yep, yep. showed up uh, in a big way to, you know, the console yeah. wars. Sony, yeah, yeah. Sony, Sony actually, Sony actually paid 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 money to make, to make the game exclusive, right? Like for their uh, for thirty two bit the thirty two bit version of the game. Um, you know, apparently, apparently, it's reported that Sony paid twelve million dollars uh, to make uh, 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 like that right, which is why the other thirty, which by the other thirty bit versions of the game, the Saturn three DO and the Jaguar were all delayed, and ultimately, as it turns out, none none of those versions of the game like ever came out. Yeah. So uh, the, the the PlayStation was the only thirty two version of the game, which which also which also Ed Boon Ed Boon said that was identical to identical of like the arcade version of the game too. Yeah. So. The PlayStation version is very good. And Having said that, sorry. I was going to say, and that did bite them in the butt later on because uh, Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 ended up being an exclusive on the Sega Saturn, and they didn't yes. get one on the PlayStation. So, uh, you know, you could make the argument which one is the better game and, you know, uh, what console, but um, both games, I will tell you, suffer from horrible load times. Um, not only just for Shang Tsung morphing and everything else, but in between fights, uh, both games suffer huge. I, I can't play them on the 32. All the system. early, yeah, yeah, all the early CD-ROM systems yeah. su uh. Uh, games suffer <laughs> low, low times. I mean, I, I mean, it wasn't anything new to them. Sega CD suffered from low times right. too. So, but uh, so Super NES and Genesis versions of the games were handled this time by Scarlet Software. Um, you know, they did like both versions of the game, which is why. They're much more close to one another in quality than the other Mortal Kombat 2 was. Yeah. Um, having said that, having said that, play, playing both versions of the game now, the Super Nintendo version of the game I think is still better. Mostly, it's still better mostly because the controller offers you more options than the Genesis controller does. Mm -hmm. You know, like four button versus three button. Right. That said, I that said the difference in quality is not as big for this version of the game as it was number two. I mean, they're both good home versions of the game. I thought, and, and, and especially, by the, um, especially by this point, ninety-five, the sixteen-bit, the sixteen-bit, sixteen-bit systems are starting to show their age. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they still, I think Scarlet Software did a great job pulling the game off for both systems like very well. So yeah, and I mean, at the time, don't don't get me wrong. You know, as much as I wasn't a big fan of it, um, I did have the home console version for the Genesis. Um, and to your point, um. Yes, a lot of people probably experienced this game with the three-button controller, um, which was probably horrendous. I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> um, but I was lucky enough, um, soon after I got Mortal Kombat 2, um, with the hijinks that I had to go through playing that game with the three-button, I did get, <laughs> like, a six-button controller. Um, and I never looked back. Like, six-button was all I was this ever the so Was this the first Mortal Kombat game to support a six-button controller? Did Mortal Kombat 2 support no, it? No, Mortal Kombat 2 did support it. Interesting. Yeah, it didn't support Mortal Kombat One though. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Well. 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 Yeah. Given how given how long ago that came out, right, right. That's not a shock. So, 
Uh, we talked about this before in the podcast. You know, I don't remember exactly when the six Martin can nine two nine three at some points, but yeah. So. I mean, I you can uh, you can continue on, and I will uh, look that up real quick. Mm, well, well, we are well. Uh, the last version of the game is Ultimate. We already Ultimate. We already talked about Ultimate a little bit. Ultimate was primarily created to appease arcade owners because of the fact that the, because of the fact that Mario Kart three came out so fast. Uh, that said, they, that said, acclaim did take the uh, sorry, I'm sorry, sorry, midway did take the um, did take the opportunity to like you know like to um like to like to like to like various like various improvements and or additions to them. Um, the gameplay system was altered a little bit. Uh, they brought back some missing characters like were like very popular. Um, uh, two new gameplay modes were added: uh, the two and two mode and also like a new player tournament the tournament mode. Uh, they added in they added in an extra difficulty. A difficulty level. Uh, some characters are given new move moves as move moves are altered to, to have bounce out the gameplay. Uh, combos are changed up. Uh, the computer combat, the controlled AI was improved. Um, new backgrounds were added. This was like a really major addition to the game. Um, so almost like almost the point where I almost, almost the point we could almost say this is like almost not. Almost like a, almost not, like almost like not Mortal Kombat three anymore, but a totally different game uh, uh, itself. Yeah. Um, because of all the additions that were added to this game, um, and like the game did very well. Uh, some people, you know, some people criticized it for doing the like following the Capcom Street Fighter gradual improvement uh, uh, philosophy yeah. because they were afraid. Uh, um, uh, but having said that, ultimate, 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 I think, I, I think, I think, it is what Mortal Kombat three should have been in the first place. I think these improvements were huge and really did help to balance out the gameplay's rough spots, and make them like a very, a very fun game. Yeah. Uh, which is why, for me, ultimate, ultimate, I think is the for me of the classic trilogy. I think ultimate is the best game uh, to me, at least personally, as far as like enjoyment factor because of reasons. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean the home consoles were chock full of different codes that you could. Uh, used to unlock a multitude of different things, including auto fatalities or one button fatalities, I should say. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah. So research, um, six button was released with Street Fighter three, uh, Street, Street Fighter three. Jeez. Street Fighter two in 1993, um, September of 1993 to be exact, which would have been the same month in which, uh, Mortal Kombat was released. So that's why. Uh, it would not have been compatible with it. Okay, that makes sense. That, so I'm sure that's something that you know, Capcom kept close to their chest. Right. Um, yeah. So. Uh, uh, so. Uh, like. So also. Like. Like. So also. We're not going to talk about this too much here because it came. To, to be never came out. It never came out in 16-bit systems, but. Um, all, uh, but, uh, um, but, uh, but a lot of the ideas and characters and concepts from and concepts and concepts, concepts like like Mortal Kombat three, eventually ended up in, uh, eventually ended up in the Mortal Kombat trilogy, which came out in which came out in, uh, which came out like in ninety six. Yeah. And I had that version of the game for the N sixty four, and that was a great version of the game. It was smooth. It was polished. It played well. Everything with the first three games that you loved. Uh, that was. Um, you know, that was my favorite, uh, favorite, or fav- favorite version of the version of the classic games for sure. Was that version of the game? Um, and the N64, because it was cartridge based, it, it didn't have the, um, it, um, it didn't have the load times that the CD versions of the version of the game suffered from. Or so. Yeah, um, um, I, I actually, um, <laughs> so I had a friend at the time who had an N64. So by this time, I had my Saturn plus I had a PlayStation. Um, so both of those games are, you know. 
trilogy is horrendous. If you thought loading for Mortal Kombat 3 and uh, Ultimate were bad, uh, trilogy takes the cake. There's just so much loading in that game. Um, but for the Super Nintendo, I'm uh, not super, sorry, N64, uh, buttery smooth. Um, the only thing that I would knock the N64 for is um, the audio kind of sound muffled, but that's not fair because it's cartridge versus CD. Obviously, you're going to get more clarity on the CD. Um, but Mortal Kombat Trilogy, even today, I would rather play that on an N64 than I will any other system. Um, it's an excellent port of the game for sure. Yeah, it, they, they just—it's perfect. There's no loading. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. a bit of a hiccup, like when Shang Tsung morphs, but it's not anywhere close to any of the other ports. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, so this time, and this time to appease the arcade owners again, uh, there was. Uh, you know, there was more of a delay, delay before Ultimate got ported on, uh, because the game came out in arcades in November, in November 95, and the first home version of the fight of July of Fight 96. So, uh, the game eventually ended up on the, the game eventually ended up in Saturn, as you mentioned previously, Joe. Yep. Uh, Genesis Super NES game, uh, um, uh, Super NES, like later on Game Boy Advance, uh, DS, uh, mobile, uh, got, got version of the game, and then also modern, and then again, modern consoles also, also have the game available too. So, um, the, um, so the, so the, so the Super NES Genesis version of the games were this time handled by Avalanche Software. Uh, you know, um, you know, they used, they used the same, they, they used, they used the original code and engine that, uh, the sculpture had done for more, like Mortal Kombat 3, and both like, they tried to improve upon it, uh, to, like, include the, 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 collect, the, the differences. Avalanche, Avalanche, I, I don't think, uh, Avalanche, I, I, I think is a, I think is a new company to us on the podcast. Uh, they were formed. They were formed. In, they were formed in 1995. Uh, they were owned by Disney for a while. Uh, then they were. Uh, then they were shut down. Then Warner Brothers acquired the acquired the acquired the Richard Studio and brought them back to life. So they're still around today. Um, mostly, 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 mostly they've done ports. Uh, you know, not bad ports, but you know, just you know, they haven't done. You know, they haven't done. They haven't done too many original games until lately. But they're most they're more they're probably they're probably most well known now and most infinite is also now because they were the because they were the studio who created uh, Hog, uh, Hogwarts le- uh, Legacy uh, for the PC and the consoles, which is probably a very uh, which I'm sure anybody listening to this game twenty twenty three knows how controversial that game is. So uh, that was an avalanche that was an avalanche software that software creation. So yeah, the other one they'd first. be known for is the Just Cause series. Yeah, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, but I was also like to that too. So, um, so a good studio, just like you know, like they've they've done the, I mean, uh, I mean they just done ports, but ports most of their yeah. uh, most of their life, and 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 Ultimate Mortal Kombat three, uh, and Ultimate Mortal Kombat three was was our first console console games well too. Mm. So uh, they also they also they also they also went on to do Mortal Kombat trilogies and Sub Zero and some other like Mortal Kombat games too as well. Yeah. So um, this, however, is really the first time. Where both Super NES and Genesis version games unfortunately really suffer because <laughs> uh, the, the first, the first, the first three games were very close arcade arcade ports because because uh, arcade ports because the systems could handle their could handle their like handle their arcade code. This is really the first time where the arcade game is so big and so huge that they had to make some serious cuts out of the game yeah. to, to squeeze them a 16-bit console. Unfortunately, and it shows. 
Um, not that's bad. I think like both like what it is and what the developers are forced to do. There's still like a I mean both versions of the game are still are still very playable. But unfortunately, but unfortunately, the struggle the struggle to to, to put the game on the on the port the games on on the bit systems that were real. Unfortunately, yeah. so. Um, Having said that, again, I still, I still, I still give a slight nod to any version of the game again because of graphics and control, again because of graphics like controls. But um, the two games, there's also, there's also, there's also these differences between the Super Nintendo version of the game with this version of the game as well. I thought uh, also. Yeah, I uh, like I said earlier, um, from two on, <laughs> I I really feel super nintendo took it and uh like you said the, the it really shows in this particular version um super nintendo is just uh it's still lacking some things from the arcade port a lot of things unfortunately yeah so. it is still in my opinion leagues better than what we got on the genesis um yeah so yeah like they tried to use like the the gems chip um, if you know anything about the Genesis, to be able to make the music for uh, Ultimate, and you get a lot of dying cats, um, unfortunately, <laughs> with the music, and the graphics can be uh, just not great. And I, I swear, there's like some uh, hesitation in the game as well. Um, one of the cool features in the game. Uh, specifically is that you can go from one plane to another by uppercutting your opponent uh prime example is the subway up through there you would get onto the bridge and um it just feels like it it stutters on the genesis um and i didn't really notice that in the super nintendo version um so i you know like I said, I, I'll accept that first victory with Mortal Kombat 1, but after that, I, I concede the Super is better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah, so uh, even the Saturn version of this game, while being very arcade close, still, still had some emissions to it. Yeah. So it really wasn't until like, later on, the, the, later on, the, later on, they actually got to find like, a perfect arcade version of the game. Uh, like at home, because even the Saturn, while, while, while we're faithful to the arcade version, they're, they're, um, you know, they're trying to make a couple. A couple, a couple of missions and or cuts like that version yep. of the game as well. Um, but yeah, so yeah, ultimate, 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 ultimate Mortal Kombat three was was me a high point in the series. Um, you know, even though the sixteen bit version of the game suffered, um, you know, at least they tried and uh, um, they actually like playable games. Mm-hmm. Arcade, arcade wise, ultimate is my favorite. As far as the Super NES version of the game, I think like Mortal Kombat, um, uh, uh, Mortal Kombat two is probably my favorite. Um, very slightly over three, I'd say. Probably, um, you know, as far as the home version of the game uh, goes. Yeah. Um, so, um, after that, we got Ultimate. Uh, so after that, we got Mortal Kombat Four, which you already mentioned before, was yeah. was was quite a change from previous games. Therefore, and therefore, it didn't do very well. Um, you know, it, well, I mean, the game. I, I mean, the game still sold pretty well, like arcade versions. Right. But you know, but, but it definitely was a lot of a lot of people. A lot of people felt the same way about the game that Joe did. Yeah. Well, so what what happened was with Mortal Kombat Ultimate Mortal Kombat three, but Mortal Kombat three as well. Um, they just had way too many characters. Uh, the combos and fatalities had gotten so complicated that, like, it wasn't an accessible game like it used to be. Um, yes. And they realized yeah, yeah. that. So Mortal Kombat four was not only kind of a let's reset everything. Um, 
kind of approach, but also everybody was doing 3D at the time. Um, like I mentioned, Tekken, Virtual Fighter, uh, Dead or Alive, which wouldn't hit the States until later on. But, you know, those yeah. games were influences as to what was going on. Um, and yeah, so I like, I, I understand where Mortal Kombat 4 was birthed. It makes complete sense. Um, but it's just one of those games that, uh, it, it didn't need to go 3D. And I still feel that way with the new Mortal Kombat games. Like, it's more like 2.5D now, um, which is a little better than what we had for, like, the Xbox, GameCube, and, you know, PS2 generation. Um, right. But, yeah, I, I, I really just, I want, like, a good 2D fighting game again. Mm-hmm. That's not King of Fighters or Samurai Showdown or, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, all the games that literally have not changed throughout the years just added extra characters. So, Right, yeah. So after Mortal Kombat 4, the franchise pretty much went in a different direction. You had a whole bunch of, like, sub-games, uh, uh, you know, like, you know, like, like small improvements from, or small improvements of past games, whatever. We, we really didn't see a return to roots, per se, until we got the first... Uh, um, you know, the first reboot of the series, uh, of the series, like series 2011, which is a very popular game. Yes, very so, good game. Um, yeah, yeah. And then after that, uh, Mortal Kombat X and Mortal Kombat 11, uh, 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 uh they were all received like, very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and now, and now we're having another reboot of the franchise, uh, with Mortal Kombat 1, which is due out later on this year. Um, have they actually announced a release date for that? Uh, yes. Yeah, it's October uh, sometime. September. Oh, actually. September. Okay. Uh, literally, literally, exactly in three months as recording oh, this. There 19th. you go. So, um, so we'll see how that game turns out. The trailer looks pretty promising. I, think, I was gonna but, say it, uh, it's it's a reboot because if you play the Mortal Kombat games, you'll understand the story. But um, I really like the idea that they're using the same story of the original Mortal Kombat, but... That's why I said the story really hasn't changed that yeah, much. Yeah, but <laughs> this time, like, Liu Kang is the god starting out. It's yeah. not Liu yeah. Kang, you know, achieving god status. He's already there. Um, and now Raiden is mortal, and and I'm really interested to see where the story's gonna go, because by the time I finished Mortal Kombat 11, I was actually really disappointed, because I was just like, Oh, time travel and like you can rewind time. Like this just messes up the entire universe and <laughs> they're, they're going about it in a actually really good direction. So I'm hyped. Yeah. I'm hyped. <laughs> right. So, um, I also believe Mortal Kombat 4 was a la- Um, so I'm also, um, uh, like, like I'm trying to look real quick here to confirm this, but I believe Mortal Kombat 4 was the last game to come out like in the arcades. Correct. Which kind of, uh, because, it, because it could be kind of surprising because you have a franchise that, that gained all popularity and fame being in the arcades, and like it's in you've not seen a Mortal Kombat game like in the arcades. So, like, that's very interesting. I, 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 so, um, by the time Mortal Kombat 4 came out, um, Obviously, you know, the change to 3D and everything else that we'd already mentioned, you know, um, helped that decline in popularity. But by this time, 1997, I can tell you, I was in high school. I loved going to the mall. I loved going to the arcade that they had in the mall. But arcades in malls were literally dying. Uh, And they were dying miserable deaths. Uh, The last new game I can remember seeing in an arcade proper um, inside the mall was Marvel versus Capcom. Yeah. Everything else has been, 
you know, through, uh, you know, either secondary years later or consoles. Right. So one last trivia thing I want to mention, like, like Mortal Kombat, uh, uh, so like so like midway originally like originally originally came up with the idea um sorry originally came up originally came up like the came up like the name of mortal Kombat, you know literally you know spelled like spelled correctly yeah. with a c but they could trademark that yep. so as uh, so a pinball designer steve ritchie uh you know suggested well why don't why don't we just like turn that c like to a k you know um you tend to misspell it and try to trademark that instead so and so it and so it worked and and so it's been officially uh, officially accepted like in um the name of the franchise uh, ever since yep. um but the uh so anyway yeah so uh it was fun going back yes yeah, it definitely was fun going back to the roots like this franchise um you know seeing like, how the game started like whatnot because i guess to be the said some of these games i hadn't played for some of them uh, I, uh, some of them uh, some of them i hadn't played for like a very long time um i agree with you i think the genesis, genesis version of mortal kombat one is still still the best slightly even though i think the super nes version of the game is better than most people would like it mm-hmm. for um it was like two three and ultimate definitely super nes was uh, was better but you know i think as far as the home versions go two gets the nod for me very slightly over three as, as being the best mm-hmm. um you know they you know ultimate they, they ultimate they did try but by then as you said they had to cut so much out of the, out of the game to put it to fit down to a cartridge that it really hurts the gameplay value some i think um that's kind of yes. That's kind of where I stand here. Is like final thoughts. The games, the games, the games are fun to go back to. I don't think it, um, so. I don't think any of the games are really fun. Are, are really fun to play for a long period of time. However, um, however that said, like you know, like um, you know, like buying the you know, like buying arcade one up cab with all these games included included, especially if you can get somebody to, to play it against with. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, I think that'd be like fun version of the game for sure. So, but as far as the console versions go, I I think that the, um, you know I think the franchise has just improved and changed so much over the years since you know except nostalgia purposes, um, you're just better off like playing like a later game, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um. Anyway, so uh, there are a ton of codes, glitches, <laughs> glitches, whatnot, like for all these versions of the game. They get the games, the games. I'm just gonna like touch upon like uh, uh, <coughs> uh but the more interesting ones. Um. The Japanese version of Mortal Kombat uh, has a way to, um, uh, um, um, as a code to give you like 10 credits to start, start, start off the game, um, which is interesting. Um, you also, uh, what else is interesting? Uh, there's, um, there's a way to fight against Reptile, like the original game, as well, too. Uh, Mortal Kombat 2, you, you, like, you get like, 29 credits for the game. Uh, you can access like all the fighters, able throws, um, you know, like, uh, super damage mode, team, team battle mode. Uh, you know that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Mortal Kombat Three has like a um, has like a bunch, uh, uh, bunch of the same codes. Uh, you can play Smoke <clears throat> like a version of the, you know a whole bunch of Easter eggs and codes. There's so much here that goes on my page. Um, so I don't think like I like mentioned all of them. But suffice to say that all the uh, yeah suffice to say, yeah suffice to, suffice suffice to say that all four versions of the game are very the games are loaded of code and cheat codes. If you're interested by all means check yeah. them out because there are some like there's uh, some very fun ones here for sure. Some of them are just, so some of the so some of the codes available are, are just like power swaps or like graphical differences. However, some of the codes you would like to give extra credits on, on like additional fighters that kind of stuff. So I mean for sure for sure those are. Um, Due to so like so like so like so due to how many versions of the game that there were available, um, 
I decided to use uh, um, uh, PriceTarding.com this, this episode instead of the first time to get an idea about the, the prices, prices of the cards because all these games are super, all these games are super common to find on eBay because it would be on eBay. Five years also they very well. Uh, even uh, even uh, even uh, yeah, even Ultimate, which. Which obviously sold the was sold the least because the Super NES was showing its eighty by that point. Even that game is pretty common to find like an eBay. So, um, prices for the game are pretty good. Uh, if, you're, if you're talking like cart only, uh, you know they they on average Mortal Kombat's fourteen dollars, Mortal Kombat two seventeen dollars, Mortal Kombat three thirteen dollars. So uh, they get to be a bit more pricey for CIB, which is not that bad. Fifty dollars for one, seventy four dollars for two, sixty dollars sixty dollars for three, like an average. So. Um, Ultimate's much more expensive to get because the game didn't like sell quite as well. Uh, the average, the average period is twenty seven dollars uh, uh, for loose, and for one hundred sixty five dollars the copy. Uh, a CIB, mm. so not that bad to get the um, you know, like as far as pricing goes. So, so anyway, uh, yeah, we, we appreciate you very much turning. Uh, uh, um, I, uh, we appreciate you very much turning the special special version uh, like the Play Super News podcast to cover the more combat game. Um, there are other fighting games in the system that we may cover. So, the uh, we may cover at like, some point. Uh, I think it may be interesting. Uh, so I think it may be interesting, Joe, to cover the uh, to cover the ports of the Samurai Shodown games at some point. Yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, because for sure those were. Those are definitely watered down some of the Super oh, NES yeah. for sure. So <laughs> I'm curious. I'm yeah, uh, so like I'm curious to see how well. I'm curious to see how well. Uh, I mean, how well that that's handled. Um, we haven't covered Pit Fighter yet, so that'd be interesting to talk about. Mm. Um, that's some, There's some other. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, there, 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 there are other fighting game series. Uh, like the fighting games on the system, system we also could cover too. Because fighting games was popular, so popular during this time period in the nineties, there were of course a bunch of those games Super NES as well too. Yep. So, so I'm sure we'll cover. I'm sure we'll cover more games, more games of those genre in future, like future episodes to come. Um, did you have any final thoughts um, about this episode, the Mortal Kombat games generally that you wanted to finish up with? No, I mean, if you're a collector, you should already have Mortal Kombat, at least the trilogy, if not all four of these, in your collection. Um, and uh, if you don't, uh, definitely look on Steam. Uh, they have the Mortal Kombat collection there, which is Mortal Kombat yeah. 1 and 2 and 3. Um, yeah. And <clears throat> they're, they're fantastic because they are the arcade perfect ports. Um uh, plus, also if you have the space and get afforded the uh, uh, the arcade one up version of the game is also uh, um, also the arcade one up cab is also excellent because it includes like all four games. Yes, and so. I would love to shill for them, except for I I don't have six hundred dollars and they're not going to give me a machine. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't find them on sale occasionally. So I'm mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah um, but yeah, but uh, but yeah. So um, actually, like you know, like um, you know, like um, you know, local markets, like you know, like uh, Craigslist. You know um, that kind of stuff is probably like a um, you know good way to play, you know good way to search for cabinets. You know people are trying to get rid of them for cheap, so but yeah. you know you know moving side strings that kind yep. of stuff. So but yeah, anyway, so uh, yeah yeah like I said before, I think like you know their K versions their K version of this game, especially for somebody to play against, um, you know like still like pretty um um still like pretty fun to um still like like still like pretty fun to play for sure. So. Um, anyway, uh, we appreciate you staying to, um, um, uh, I'm listening to this longer than you, longer than usual episode of the podcast. <laughs> as covers. Um, next time, uh, next time, uh, uh, um, yeah, on the, on the podcast, we're, we're, we're covering, 
uh, a more a more infamous uh, kind of unknown game. What game are we looking at next time, Joe? We're looking at Demolition Man. Yes. Yeah, so I like the movie. I, I like the movie. I, 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 I've never played this version of the game. So uh, my experience my experience of the game is playing the is playing the Sega version of the game, which is pretty good. Uh, and also the pinball table is a lot of fun too. Also, I thought. Um, you know the pinball game. Yeah. Is like the pinball. Uh, you know, you know, you know, the pinball game is also like very good. So, I'm curious to see. How, I'm curious to see. How, I'm curious to see how how the NES version of the game turns out because because notoriously, usually movie movie ports don't do very well. Yeah. So, yeah. but but we have covered some good ones before, sure. like True yep. Lies. So we'll see what happens with this one. So, <laughs> but you know, this is uncharted territory for both of us here. So, um, if you have any questions, comments, feedback, suggestions. Feel free to leave them for us. Feel free to leave them for us on the Facebook page, or you can also email directly at the NCA Podcast at yahoo.com. Joe, we're going to reach you at. You can find me on Twitter at j o e s u x three zero. Also, I have a very public Facebook, so you've been warned. Um, and also, um, I have a Facebook group for the other podcast I do, the Radical Retro Roundup. So uh, just search Radical Retro Roundup, and you'll find me. It looks like Super Mario Brother Three uh, cover, but it's my bald head on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a fun port. <laughs> um, sorry, edited the picture for sure. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, yeah, awesome. Okay, uh, um, appreciate you, uh, appreciate everybody out there for listening. Uh, stay safe, be well. Catch you again next time. Later, all. Bye. Nintendo controls eighty percent of the video market, but no matter how you play the game or which game you play. Things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Deep of power.